I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome to episode 227 of the Cantobite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me, as always, it's my delightful host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I am doing okay. How are you doing tonight? Great. Thanks awesome. for asking. We are post celebration. I have now been back home for a week. It sucks. I don't like it. I want to go back to where my friends are. Yeah, come back to California, Emily. Celebration was very good, for the most part. I mean, celebration itself, kind of like, meh, whatever. But seeing people was super fucking good. I think that Reed Pop celebrations are fucking terrible. However... I had a magical time with my friends at this shitty convention that, like, just ends up get, just getting shittier and shittier, like, throughout time. But I thought it was great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's fucking dive right in with our celebration experiences. Um, uh, I got up on, like, 3 o'clock in the morning on Wednesday. Got myself to the airport, got myself on a plane, and then I was in California, and my friend Brittany Brown picked me up at the airport. Oh, man. I I swear to God. So I was telling Carlos, like, the night before, I want to get to the airport early so that Emily doesn't have to wait. And I swear to God, like, he looked at me like I was telling him that – um you know, that I have two left feet, like literally like two left feet, even though he's like <laughs> seeing my feet like so many times in the past four years. And he's like, why you he was like, you don't understand. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, I don't want her to wait at the airport. What is so hard to understand that I want to be there early because I want to see her. And he's like, you don't understand that her plane doesn't land until this time. I'm like, no, I understand. I just want to be there when that fucking plane lands. And then um, he's like, okay. And then we get to the day of 
And then Carlos finds out that he forgot to pack all of his button-up shirts that he was going to wear to Celebration. Let me tell you about all the shirts I had picked out for him. He was going to be the coolest looking person on that show floor with all of these lovely covered button-ups. There was one with pelicans on it, which I loved. He leaves them all at home, sadly. But So we had to go shopping beforehand <laughs> before I picked up Emily. So we weren't there as soon as her plane landed, but... We got there at a good time. Yeah, I mean, because I was, I was, I was like in the airport because originally I was going to wait for for Mark, uh, who was also coming in just like an hour after me into John Wayne, and so then you got you texted me being like, "Hey, we're in the the cell phone lot," <clears throat> so I'm just like trying to figure out where the fuck to go, and eventually I end up outside, and I'm on my phone texting you like about to text you where i am when suddenly i hear my name shouted and there is a whirlwind of red hair flinging itself at me and it was very nice i know i was afraid i scared you and then i was also thinking i'm like i don't know if hugs are allowed like are hugs allowed here then i'm like i'm just so excited like i I, I swear to God, like that day when I woke up, like I was almost like nervous because I'm like, there's a lot of shit that needs to happen today. And I mean, it, it was also my birthday too that Wednesday. So like I wasn't even thinking about my birthday. I haven't, I haven't even responded to the people who wish me happy birthday on Facebook. Like that's how fucking behind I am. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I saw Emily. I was so happy. Then Mark came. I was so happy to see Mark too. And... We drove them down to our, our little Airbnb. Then we got our lovely wristbands, which was like surprisingly an easy process. And then we just hung out for the rest of the night. Yeah, the wristbands were like I had been like kind of worried about, but we wandered around until we found the right place. Um, I mean, that was the hardest part was finding it. And then there were tons of tables that were doing it. I have to say, they didn't so much like check vaccine status as glance down at my thing like they didn't even scan it or anything the guy just sort of looked at my phone and then handed me a band which uh i mean considering everybody we know pretty much ended up with covid that could be a reason but (laughs) whatever so fucking covid (laughs) hit us it hit i mean i didn't get it but it, it fucking hit our group yeah, um, I think most people are feeling okay now uh, as of when we're recording this and people are still testing positive and that fucking sucks. I mean, especially for, the, you know, we have friends who are parents who got home and then tested positive and couldn't, you know, hug their kids. That fucking sucks. I can't even imagine. Very upsetting. But I felt like shit and I still have a little bit of a cough, but I was testing, you know, several times and didn't come up positive so I was just being careful at work you know staying in my office keeping my mask on I mean even if it wasn't COVID I don't want to give everybody my nasty cold so I'm yeah, shocked yeah. that you did not get it I I am fairly certain I had it yeah I mean I did get like there was like a day I got winded walking home from the fucking train station and that's like two blocks away so I think I, it was just whatever with the tests but day covid (laughs) yeah so wednesday we did downtown disney that was weird it's a weird place 
Uh, I got some fancy ice cream. And then we went to, what's a place called, Black Tap? Yes. And I had, we had some good food. You had a monstrous milkshake. I did. It was magical. It was like a, a chocolate chip milkshake. And it had like an ice cream sandwich on the side of it. And it was everything and more that I ever expected it to be. Yeah, it was just kind of fun to wander around. I did the, the, uh, the trading post. I looked at some Star Wars shit. Didn't buy any Star Wars shit. I was pacing myself. Um, we kind of met up with various groups of people as we were there. There was lots of people around. We picked up Catherine Neen and some others, and that was awesome. Good people all around. Yeah, uh, we got to see Canto Bitch number one, and he brought his son with him, too. So his son got to experience the fun celebration group. Nothing like hanging out with a bunch of your dad's friends. We weren't that bad. <laughs> no, I know. It's just like, especially I think when you're like, like, he's what, like 18? It's a little bit weird. But he was he was a good kid. And it was, it was nice to see was. Dom again. And we got, we got, uh, we eventually, after waiting in line for a very long time, got some Dole Whip with rum. So did you get the dark rum or the light rum, like how I told you I to got, get? I got the dark rum, like Carlos told me to get. And how was it? It was very good. I will say it was about 10 degrees too cold outside to be eating that much frozen stuff. Perhaps. Um, it was tasty. I kind of think like I would have rather just had regular Dole Whip with n- no alcohol and just have alcohol separately because I'm like, this is very, very good, but I just want to be eating this frozen deliciousness. But no, it was, it was, I, I enjoyed it. I would get it again. Again, I wish if, if it had been warmer or if it, I think if it had just been earlier in the day, like if it had been standing in the direct sun. Yeah. But it was super busy there. So we moved on to the Grand Californian, mm-hmm. which is very swank and has a very nice, like super cozy, lots of leather chair kind of bar, which is totally my place. Uh, and then it was suddenly like, oh my God, we are surrounded by people that we love. Uh, at one point I was, I was like walking with steel, like over to like figure out where the bathrooms were. And I'm walking through the lobby and suddenly I hear my name and there are the Scruffies. And so I saw Chris Hall and Kev and that was like super fucking exciting because like, while I had met them in Chicago I didn't know them back then, and now they're two people who I very much like, and may have gotten a little bit teary, (laughs) may have gotten a little bit teary again, uh, because Christine was out parking the car, so we went outside to meet her, and suddenly Christine is walking towards me, and she is one of my very favorite people, and yeah. Uh, Yeah. And there were just so many good people there, like Steele and Catherine and Turbo and Dave Strutt and Ed and um, like Randy was by and <clears throat> just it was just like 
everywhere you turned, there were people that we knew. Yeah, I know. Like, you know, I was talking to Kim a lot through the night, and she brought her husband Andrew again, which, like, he's a delight. <laughs> they they both are. Like, they're just... He like, was great. And what a, like, what a trooper, again, because, like, we had met him in Chicago, but, like, Kim is the person we know. And so he... But he just, like, was delightful and nice and seemed super chill. Yeah. I know. That was a lot of fun seeing them. I know. God, we, we were surrounded by like, so many people. Because I know, like, a lot of people have gone to Disneyland that day. So, like, Chapman came and uh, the Sithless guys came. And yeah. Yeah, it's it was always good to see them. Um, it was cool to be around Strathers again. Love that guy. Um, and he was staying at our Airbnb, which is nice because, like, we had an Airbnb that was quiet and you could actually sleep in and <laughs> was not just loud drunkenness all the time. Yeah, there were no text messages at 2.11 in the morning this time. There didn't have to be. I no. mean, the only, the only the loudest thing was when the fucking smoke detectors kept going off because there was like a low battery thing. And that'll drive you crazy, but luckily we had Struthers to fix that. Yeah, nice, you know, blonde, tall, buff Struthers came and saved the day with changing out the batteries and and the fire alarms. So bless that man for doing that. Just, Eric is so fucking funny. Like, every, like, every time we have a celebration and I spend, like, some time with Eric, like, it's always time where I'm like, this needs to happen more often. <laughs> like, it's just yeah. so fun. And, you know, we were sitting at the table, like, after we got in and out, and Emily, you just come back home kind of drunk. We're all just hanging out. And I was just thinking, like, why can't every day be like this? Yeah, man, that was great. So that was Thursday. So Thursday morning, you and Carlos wanted to get in line to see if you could get into the Lucasfilm panel. I had overflow tickets, but I just decided to come in with you early because I had nothing better to do and was awake. So I was in line with you guys for a while. And then I'm like, I probably should figure out where I need to be. Uh, I managed to snag Turbo. And then we were waiting in line with the fucking DJ who I wanted to murder because we were directly in front of him. And it's like, let's get everybody to do the wave. And God, what the fact that I was with with Turbo for that made me very happy because he was just like, fuck this guy. <laughs> like it, that is so much of a very American kind of thing. And so I was, I was with him and um, David, who's also from Australia, and they were just like, what the shit is this? <laughs> so then, like, we eventually get in, and at this point, like. You know, floor opens at 10, right? Mm-hmm. They had told us, check into your overflow room, like, half an hour to 45 minutes beforehand. Do not be any later than 15 minutes before, or you won't get in. It takes, like, maybe, like, 20 minutes before our, like, aisle finally goes in. Turbo and I get onto the floor, and we have, there's no signs being like hey go this way to get to the fucking stages we can't even we don't even know a stairs we okay 
we ended up on an elevator. There was an elevator. There's no sign on the elevator that says like freight elevator or staff only or anything like that. It's just an elevator. We get on the elevator. We hit the button for floor three because we know that's where the galaxy stage is. Oh, it doesn't stop on three. Elevator stops on four. Doors open. Cement. It's just like this little cement room. So we're like, okay, we'll stay on the elevator. We'll go, we'll hit, try hitting floor three again. For like, okay, it was probably only like 45 seconds. It felt like about five minutes. The doors are not closing. The elevator is not moving. There's nowhere for us to go. I am near panic at this point. Finally, the doors close. It takes us back down to floor one which is the basement where we had been lined up. We're like, well, this is bad because we can't line up again. We, <laughs> so it gets off at two where we, we had originally gotten on the elevator. We get off. We warn people like us who are about to get on the elevator being like, do not do that. We then take off across the, the entire show floor trying to be like, there has to be a map somewhere, right? But like, you know, like the maps on the app, there's a map that shows each floor. There's no map that indicates where the stairs are or the escalators to get between said floors. At this point, I'm I'm like, yeah, it is like 1042 and I am like, I'm pissed. I am, I am like near, like, luckily I'm with Turbo, who's like the calmest dude in the world. But even him, I could tell, was getting slightly concerned. Eventually, we spot a staircase and we go up. And we go up again and we get in line. Again, badly signed, but we find the right line. First, we saw the standby line and then we got to the right line. It's moving very slowly. It's like five minutes before the thing is. And then at that point, they were so hurried that they didn't even like scan our barcodes or anything. They hand us a wristband and I'm like, why the fuck do we need a wristband for? We're, we're going into the panel. This is weird. But then eventually we got into the panel. I know that you had also fun times getting into that panel. So let me tell you about my experience. So we're waiting in line. We get in line around like 745 because I love gambling with my own fate. I I don't like gambling. Like it has to do with like money or monetary value things. But with my fate and my anxieties, like let's fucking gamble. Like I decided I want to try to get into this panel I keep hearing that we're going to find out a bunch of shit, so I want to go... We didn't find out anything, but I I thrive on knowing things before other people do, so panels to me <laughs> are like drugs because mm-hmm. the fact that I'm sitting in this room and I know 15 minutes before Andrew, who lives in South Dakota, that there's going to be you know, Andor season one in September or whenever they said, like, I thrive on that shit because I know 15 minutes before this. Go- no, I, I just I love I love the feeling of, hey, guys, we're going to show you this because like it makes me feel like important as like silly mm-hmm. and ridiculous that is. So I needed to go to every single panel and I did. But uh, there were a lot of problems with that. So we're waiting in line for like three hours and then they let us through this door 
and you go up the escalator and you're just on the show floor. No <laughs> one tells you where the fuck to go. And like, I literally, I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Like, I'm angry. Like, I'm going mm. up to people, random people being like, are you trying to get in? And like, I wasn't even speaking English at this point because like, I was so like flustered. So I'm just going up to people and I'm like, are you trying to get to the live action panel? Because like, I just kept calling it that for some reason. People were looking at me like, um, no. And then there's this one lady who I'm, I'm going up the escalator to, you know, the third floor or something. I'm asking her about it. And she's like, um, well, you should download the app because there's a map on there. And I pushed her down the escalator. No. <laughs> um, I, I somehow made it up to the third floor of the overflow room. And um, we got, like, in a pretty good spot for um like standby there was just like 30 people ahead of us and we got really lucky because like that line like went all the way like wrapped around like they were um not allowing people to get in line which that is day i think day day three information which i'll get to so then they let us in and i'm like texting emily being like oh god they might not let us in they might not let us in like asking like hey how's the room looking do you think i'll be able to get in we get in thank god um, I am anxious as hell. I'm excited. Um, but then, yeah, they, they show us everything and it was pretty good. I so wish I was in that room though. Like I, yeah. as happy as I was that like I got into the overflow, which God I was, but damn, I would have loved to see a fucking live rendition of Duel the Fates, fucking John Williams, Harrison yeah, yeah. Ford. Yeah, Are you kidding me? Nice. Yeah. So so the panel is pretty cool. We got, um, you know, obviously they do some Kenobi stuff. Uh, they fuck up the live stream. So we d- don't see Diego Luna being brought out on stage because they bring up the Andor logo and then we get like two minutes solid of just like this theme music. And I thought what I thought was happening is they're showing some fucking footage that we're not getting in the overflow and that is bullshit. And I was pissed. But what was actually happening is they just fucked it up. And they had to, like, you know, some of the Andor cast out. Felt very bad that that's the thing they fucked up. Because I knew that Catherine Nain was, like, three rows behind me. Could you hear her? (laughs) So we get it. And the Andor Andor trailer, fucking incredible. I, that teaser, so fucking good. The guy with the big gong, fucking love it. The fact that Mon Mothma is so prominent in it and that part of the story is going to be, hey, I am a senator, but also I'm a spy and that's super fucking dangerous. I, that is the shit (laughs) that I live for. (laughs) And, um, yeah, I, it was fucking badass and I'm excited and we finally got a date, which is August 31st, correct? I don't fucking know. Let me look it up I, right yeah. now. I think August 31st. Sorry, Catherine. I should know that off the top of my head. But, and there's like going to be some like cool badass female Imperial who's part of the uh, the, the special projects division like Krennic is because she's in like the white intelligence uniform. Into it. So into it. So very excited about that. Uh, we got... Uh, a Willow trailer for some reason. Um, we got. Look, it looks fine. I just, 
I know I watched Willow when I was a kid. I don't like besides hey Val Kilmer's in that movie. I have I could not tell you a single event that happens in that movie. Uh, I it's not like I don't know. My movie was always Labyrinth and Dark, Dark Crystal. I don't have any like Willow like erection. So that was fine. We got oh they announced Skeleton Crew kind of with Jude Law. What a weird announcement. So, Scott and Gritwick, we knew there was going to be some <clears throat> kids-centric show. This is Galactic Rodeo was the, was the, the like, code name for that. That we had originally heard was High Republic era, but actually is not. It is yet another thing in the fucking Mandalorian timeline, which I don't give a shit about. It seems they're leaning really heavy into the um, kind of Amblin coming of age, Stranger Things shit. And then it's like, oh yeah, and Jude Law's in it. I'm like, okay, that's fine, I guess. Um, we get some Mando stuff. We get a little bit of I guess kind of a teaser for the new season. We get a drunk and or high Dave Filoni. Oh, and Kasdan too. Dude, what was up with both? Like Kasdan, he's either super nervous or on a bunch of coke. Maybe both. I don't know. But like Filoni seemed drunk and Favreau seemed fucking over it. It made me laugh quite like he looked genuinely like he was slightly worried that Filoni was going to say something that he shouldn't like at first I thought it was a bit and then I'm like I I don't know how much of a bit this is because he seems a little bit actually annoyed. Well, and it was just such a hot mess because like Kathleen kept fucking leaving and they had to keep bringing her back. To the point where people were like, oh, they're just doing this so that, like, fans could know that, like, Kathleen's going to be here forever. No, man. She just didn't know what the fuck she was doing. Like, you can tell. Like, yeah. and that's totally fine. Like, I fuck up all the time because I'm human. So, like, I love that Kathleen, like, showed us, like, stars. They're just like us, <laughs> you know? I I like her. I don't like all her decisions, but I kind of just like her as much as I like any, you know, high-powered cisgendered white woman <laughs> you, you, yeah film executive to like bullshit like I think she's about as good as you can hope for and then she's like oh there's somebody who had a you know their 90th birthday back in February and then fucking John Williams comes out and there's a whole goddamn orchestra and it's fucking awesome and they do music and then he's like oh this next song this next song isn't from Star Wars but I think you'll know it and then we get fucking Indiana Jones and then, goddamn Harrison Ford comes out, being Harrison Ford, and we get a indie four teaser poster. Five. Pretty fucking cool. Yes, fucking yeah, five. That would be the one that it is. Unfortunately, <laughs> I mean- that was that was not me slagging that movie off by pretending it doesn't exist. That was me genuinely forgetting the existence of that movie. I mean. You could forget it. You know, 
I think that one is the most forget because people always say the Temple of Doom is the worst one. And like, well, it was. Until, until, I mean, it's League's better than Crystal Skull. Yeah, I, I don't know. I love a movie that starts with a dance number. Like, <laughs> you have to start every movie with a dance number. And also, like, a movie that ends with Steven Spielberg, like, you know, marrying the star of the show. Like, and they're still married. Like, wow. Good for him. Willie Scott little, is my favorite. It'd be a little bit weird if he ended all his movies like that. Yeah, but I don't know. Like I Willie Scott got, you know, Willie Scott, but I don't know. I thought it was fun. You know, I thought it was fun. I loved seeing like the behind the scenes stuff and hearing about like how Harrison like really hurt his back really bad. But then like he had to get like really whipped into shape for this movie because he was gonna have his shirt off all the time, but then like he hurt himself, so like it was kinda useless, but still the body double looked good, so it's fine. <laughs> But I that movie's fine. But yeah, it's fine. It, I have an affection for it. It's not very good, but I enjoy it. But it was just so heavy that we see that Harrison Ford could do no wrong. Like, I love that man so much. Like, I love him almost as much as I used to love like um, Ewan McGregor. Like, Harrison Ford has like taken that mantle of like my favorite like actor uh, human being. Look like. Drunken stoner old man Harrison Ford is pretty fucking great. Especially when he talks about his like colonoscopies in front of like thousands of people, <laughs> like and saying that like they play the Indiana Jones theme, like when he's down under. Like I love that so much. Like give me more of that Harrison Ford because I want to know what goes on every single colonoscopy. Like I need to know, like, <laughs> do you pass? Like just what other stories that man has. He's phenomenal. I also like that he obviously like genuinely has a lot of affection for John Williams and that was very sweet to see. It is I mean kind of sobering to see how old John Williams. I mean dude's 90. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Like he's fucking old. 90 is fucking old. But when he was like taking a step off the the conductor's podium I'm like, "Oh my god, please don't fall. Please don't fall. Please don't fall." I know, and also I was thinking, you know, because they have the chair there. I'm like, oh, he's gonna sit down, and no, he said fuck you to that chair, and he stood there the whole fucking time. I was so happy for him. He's a fucking champion. The orchestra was really good. It would have been cool to be in the celebration stage for that, but it was still cool just to see it, like in a room full of a bunch of fans. That was great. And one thing that I didn't know while I was sitting in there was that we were the only people seeing this. Like they didn't live stream. Any of the panels, which, what the fuck? It's very strange. I get cutting out, like, some of the special footage, but that seems like something you could have streamed. I don't know. And then, and then they're like, hey, so, we gave you all these wristbands when you're coming in. So come back to the room you are in right now, tonight, and we're going to show you the first two episodes of Kenobi a couple hours early. And that was fucking cool, because we had had lots of discussions, like, how are we going to do the Kenobi watch, because there's so many of us, and, like, you know, like, like, do we want to be doing it also? It's like, what time do we want to do it? Are we going to be up all night doing Kenobi, and then be wrecked for the con tomorrow? Instead, we get to go 
and see it at seven. Yeah, that was a journey. Let me tell you. So when I when I first thought about celebration, I was thinking, okay, perfect. I'm going to bring multiple outfits because I'm going to have a day look and a night look. <laughs> because, like, mentally I'm a celebrity and, like, mm-hmm. that's what I have to do. Like, I, you know, because I have to go home, shower, you know, rest maybe. But <laughs> that was not fucking what happened on Thursday, let me tell you, because we we get to the panel we get out of the panel. I find out that I got a fast pass to the Mandalorian experience. So we have to, first off, go to the Hilton um, gift shop to get a phone charger because like my phone was dead. You know, wait in line for this Mando experience. Do the Mando experience. Find time in between that to eat. Because, you know, my body decided, hey... Let's have a migraine all of celebration to this time that you have been looking forward to for three years. Let's give you a couple migraines so that you can really test to see if you were so excited for this event that you had planned for for many years. So with barely any food, you know, going to this Mando experience, which was amazing. That was so cool. I was so happy we got to do that. Um, And then we get out of it and it's already four fucking o'clock and I'm thinking, oh, wow, like, there's no quick change tonight. Like, I'm wearing what I wore eight hours ago. We're just going to continue this shit. So we get in line for Obi-Wan. Thank fucking God. Um, God, what was her name? Or the, the names of the DJs that couldn't count. Um, oh, they Jesus gave Christ. us uh, Frosted Flakes. And I got to eat for, like, the first time in, like, 12 <laughs> hours. Which... I got a very, uh, very angry Steel Saunders after I told him that. When I told Steel that I ate my Frosted Flakes, he's like, God damn it, Brittany, you could have just fucking told me that you had, that you're hungry. Because there were special edition Kenobi. Yeah. Yeah, but like, unlike the, like the Pringles that they gave away were like show exclusive, but those Frosted Flakes you can get. Oh, really? So they weren't, yeah, they weren't going to be, like, worth, like, 200 bucks or anything like that. Oh, so it was just the Pringles. Yeah, the Pringles were exclusive. The The Frosted Flakes were a general tie-in. Oh, okay, good. So that means that we still have a box left, and I was contemplating whether or not to sell it. Because um, I knew that if I were to open it and eat it, I would, like, hear Steel Saunders cry from Hollywood. <laughs> Which, God bless that man. We'll talk about him later. But, yeah, um... We gotta watch Kenobi. Well, no, no. First, we have to talk about so these DJs. These DJs have a job and they do it really well. God bless them, but it's a lot. Look, it's the shit that I hate most in the world, which is and and it's not even their fault really, but the like trying to keep the room warm before the show, which you don't need to do for something like this. You really don't. You don't. These people don't need. Like I get, I, I get it in other situations and stuff like this. You don't. So, like I'm sitting in this room, I'm surrounded. Like at the basically the entire row I'm sitting in is people that I love. I'm sitting. I'm sitting next to Turbo. God bless him. Who turns to me before the thing and goes, "Don't worry, I'm not going to say a single word when Kenobi's on." And I'm like, "Thank fuck," because <laughs> we had been talking earlier about not wanting to be with loud people, but. They they do this like they got you know they're doing like 
games and shit and giveaways and so the whole thing is they're going to do this like massive like rock paper scissor like thing but they got to get they're getting like 40 people up there and it takes them maybe half an hour to count 40 people off it is mind-boggling annoying it made me angry because really I just want to talk to my friends but it's so loud and there's so much other shit going on like I just want to talk to my friends until Kenobi starts I'm trying to find the text message when I texted you asking you if you know if you knew how to count to 40 or something because I feel like that joke was just thrown around the whole time just being like today I learned how to count to 40 oh it was awful but then Kenobi started and it was fucking great Yeah, uh, I haven't had the chance to talk to you about Kenobi because, I mean, we, we briefly talked about it. I think when we were sitting at the table on Thursday night, I looked at you and I'm like, did you like it? And you're like, insert reaction here that you're going to say in a couple seconds. But how did you like it? I really liked those first two episodes. Um, I like young Leia a lot. I thought Ewan was super charming. I it's it's cool to see that how good he is as Obi-Wan when he has actual dialogue that human beings might say. Uh that that helps his performance. Um I was ecstatic when fucking Jimmy Smith's family walks out cuz I love Bail Organa. Like, I look, I talk a lot of shit about the prequels, and there's not a lot that I like about them. He is one of the things I like about them. I like that character. I like him. He's awesome. Give me a Bail Organa backstory book, because when he makes that offhand comment about when he was pursuing his wife, I'm like, I want to know all of that story. His scene with Leia when she's like I'm not a real Organa and he's like what the fuck are you talking about of course you are I am such a sucker both for father daughter shit but also especially for adoption storylines that totally kill me and when they do the little like pinky lock which is obviously like their little father daughter thing adorable uh, I, the Inquisitors <clears throat> I think look about as good as the Inquisitors are going to look in live action, which is kind of goofy, but whatever. Uh, I think Rupert Friend is awesome. Like, I just like that dude. Like, I think he's cool, and I think he's good. And I like um, the guy from Fast and the Furious. And I like uh, I like Moses Ingram as Reba. It's a cool character. I, and also, I'm just watching it surrounded by a bunch of insane Star Wars fans. So what are you going to do? You got to like it. How about you? So, okay. Um, my anxiety goes from like zero to hundred when we get that fucking first scene when they're training with the children of the Jedi Temple. Cause I'm just like, no, like we can't fucking do this. We can't fucking do this. Like this is too fucking soon. We can't fucking like, I, I was just like, I have to leave. Like I can't handle like what's fucking about to happen. But, um, there were a lot of feelings and emotions watching this. You know, you go to, you know, Obi-Wan, you know, I 
feel so much for Obi-Wan having to deal with all of this shit, having to go work at the meat market, get his EOP some meat, go back home, go watch Luke. Like, I feel that. I feel that pain and that sadness. Like, it's fucking horrible. And then fucking Owen giving him burns. And then then the Inquisitors... Okay, first off, Rupert Franken, fuck. Like, he is (laughs) a beautiful man. And the fact they put all that makeup on him, go to hell, whoever decided to do that to that man. Like, go to hell. Like... I swear, like, but sometimes he says some things and I'm just like, oh, like, he's in makeup and that's still doing something for me. That's a bad sign. Um, But no, first episode was really good. Um, I lost my shit when I found out we're going to Alderaan. Like, I was so surprised. And I was thinking, like, why didn't I think of this before? Like, we have to see Leia. And... I remember in the beginning being against, like, they were being like, oh, you know, we're going to see Leia. Like, we don't need to see these characters. But I think it's really interesting that we get young Leia. Because I was thinking, like, fuck young Luke. Like, I'm done with Luke Skywalker. Like, Mark Hamill's done enough time. Like, he's good. He can go do other Mark Hamill things he wants to do. Like, retire. Like, go play golf every Thursday, you know? Like, I'm totally fine with that. But, like, I always want more Leia. Because, I mean, like, I fucking loved Carrie. We lost Carrie too soon. Um, We didn't get enough of her in the sequel trilogy. And this beautiful little girl is Leia. Like, she is the perfect actress. Her mannerisms, she's both of her parents. I see so much of Padme in her that it hurts my heart every time that I'm reminded that that's Padme Amidala's daughter. Like, it's insane. And I think they they did a really good job of um, when when Obi Wan sees that in her. Yeah, like Episode Two when you know Leia gets kidnapped by uh, the dude from fucking uh, Chili Peppers. Um, can't believe fucking Flea is going out here giving it away, give it away now. You know, like I just <laughs> I can't believe that. Like, what the fuck you doing, Flea? I don't know, but that was interesting. Like seeing Leia and Obi Wan Ben, because I I think that she doesn't know that that's Obi Wan Kenobi. Like she just thinks it's some asshole named Ben, which like I'm okay with. But God, especially when he says that he remind that she reminds him of someone who died, and that's Padme. And then for all you fuckers who think that's Satine, no, no, no. Give Padme what? her time. What are you people, Who thought that? People think, because Satine was trending on Twitter after the episode, and some people think that he was talking about Satine because before watching Kenobi, there's like, watch these episodes of the Clone Wars, and all of them were the Satine episodes. So everyone's like, oh, he's talking about, no, well, not everyone, but like, like 20% of people were like, oh, he's talking about, no, he's talking about Padme. He's talking about Padme because yeah, that's her, her, mom. her mother. And you see it the way, you know, she's like her father, the way that she cares about droids. She's like her mother to just how stubborn she is and how she just wants to get shit done. Um, it's literally insane to me. Um, just the correlations and just seeing how she is both of her parents and just the, the firecracker Leia has been from the start it's just so beautiful to see but 
man, I feel for Obi-Wan. Like, Obi-Wan's just, like, so fucking sad in this. And it's, like, I'm almost, like, so great that something like this exists. But also, like, I'm so sad. Like, part of me is almost, like, I really probably didn't want to know what Obi-Wan was up to these years before New Hope. Because it's just so sad. Like, look at his life, like, ten years ago to now. Like, he had all these friends. He had the Jedi Order and everything. And now he has nothing. He sees some Jedi hung by the villagers because, like, they don't want to deal with the Inquisitors anymore. And they don't want to deal with any of this. So they're like, you know what? Like, Jedi, like, he's done. We got him. We got him. We got him. So. I, I Also, like, the other thing is, like, we know he's going to go back to that being depressed because when we see him again and a new hope he is back in lonely hermit mode so that's pretty grim uh i thought the scene of him finding out anakin is alive was really well done again you mcgregor is a really fucking good actor when you give him something to do he's fucking phenomenal that scene broke I mean I never got like a moat like I never cried I think like the only time I ever cried while watching Star Wars ironically was when Darth Vader came at the end of Rogue One and killed everyone like I don't know why that made me so emotional like I think just seeing Darth Vader again and just like being horrified which we'll get to episode three when we talk about how fucking horrifying Darth Vader is but um I I felt for Obi-Wan so much and him getting back to the ship that him and Leia were supposed to get on and him just saying Anakin. And then you see like Vader, like literally Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader, Darth Vader and like the back to tank Vader. Like that was some well done shit. Like Star Wars is, and I, I hate this because a couple of weeks ago I was like, you know, they're going to give us this nostalgia bullshit and I'm not for it, but they're doing it well which is really rare for Star Wars to actually do something well. So I applaud them for that. Deborah Chow is the shit. She's doing amazing on this. No, no, I like the first two episodes a lot. So, yeah, so we see the first two episodes. Um, after the show, I went back to the Scruffy's pad and just hung out with them for a while. We were just drinking beer. And then our friend Ed is on his phone and he calls me over and he's like, why did, why did Steel want me to look at this particular shot on this episode? And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So I go over there and Steel had tweeted, oh, go to, you know, timestamp, blah, 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 blah. And so I look at Ed's phone and I'm like, um, oh, that's because that's Steel. There on your phone in in a scene from Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> so our our very good friend, Steel Saunders, was an extra on Kenobi and he made it into this episode. He is yeah, it's pretty fucking cool. I'm very, very happy for him. So funny enough, after we get out of Kenobi, we're thinking, great, we're going to go home, we're going to go eat, like, I'm so happy. And then Steel texts me and says, hey, come over to my place, I want to show you something. And I'm like, okay. So we go over, and there's like a whole bunch of us in this room. Like, I didn't, I gotta say, I didn't get this text, Steel. I didn't get the invitation to Steel's hotel room. 
kind of pissed about that. I got to say, a little bit hurt. What no, the, what the fuck, Steele? To be fair, I had texted him because I was telling him the day before, like, I was really worried I wouldn't get into the panel. And I texted him a picture of Carlos and I, and I was like, remember how yesterday I said that I wouldn't get into the panel? You know, uh, it's crazy how dreams happen or something. <laughs> so, so, yeah, there's a bunch of us there. And, like, he's just, like, chaotically trying to get us to watch, like, Kenobi again. And, like, we literally watched, like, almost, like, the whole first episode. And he's just, like, sitting there just, like, looking at the TV. Like, kind of just, like, waiting for, like, something to happen. I'm thinking, like, he watched the episode, right? But so he gets to this point and he stops and then he goes back. And then I swear to God... Like, it all connected. I didn't want to say anything because I didn't think anyone else did. I, like, gasp or I laugh or something. And everyone looks at me like, what the fuck is going on? And I just, I'm like, I don't want to say. Like, I knew it was him. Because I'm thinking, yeah. why are we all here? What are we doing? And then it hits me. I'm like, and it's, he's literally, like, in front of the camera, too. And you see him. And I'm like, that's fucking steel. And then finally, like, someone says, like, hey, is that you, Steel? And oh <laughs> my God, I had never seen someone so happy and excited in my life to the point where he's jumping on the bed, being Aww. like, I'm in fucking Star Wars. Like, it was probably my most like special celebration memory. Just like seeing the excitement over like someone being an extra in Star Wars. Like that just just Star Wars just brings like so much happiness to, you know, our friends and everyone. And it's just like such a really beautiful thing to witness. And it was so fun being part of that like chaotic room of people, like just like wondering like why the fuck are we all here? But it was so worth it in the end. Because like Steel deserves to be in every Star Wars with like how passionate he is about it and just everything that he does like for it like he's one of the hardest working people I know so like seeing him do something that he loves and being able to be in that thing that he loves is really cool to witness yeah no very happy for him even if he didn't feel the need to share that moment with me that's okay so uh yeah so then <laughs> Yeah, so then, yeah, like, Friday was the... Oh, wait, I need to tell you the, oh. the most embarrassing thing that happened. So, um, while I was there in the room, uh, I was, like, I was tired. I was, like, I haven't eaten in a long time ever since, like, the Frost and Lake. So, like, that's kind of a lie. So, I get a text from Ed being, like, hey... We have extra tickets to the panel tomorrow, but we have to go see Obi-Wan. And I was wondering if you wanted them or to see you and get pictures of you and McGregor. And for some fucking reason, my brain like <laughs> switched that out. And I thought they were telling me, hey, we want to go to the panel, but we have these Ewan McGregor pictures. Do you want them? And I am just like, oh, my God, yes. Like, how much do I owe you? Like, I'll give you my kidneys. And then, like, I realize I read it again. And then, no, no, that's not even the worst part is that they send me QR codes. And then I realize that it's for the just the panel on Friday. And then, this is the, uh, because for my what well, I didn't hear about this until later. So I am I'm like because I'm with Addison's head because they're talking about that panel. I'm like because he was like saying to oh does anybody what does what anybody want these? I'm like oh. 
see if see if Brittany and Carlos want them because they had Ed and Ed and Chris Hall both had them and so then you know I'm just sitting there chatting and it's like oh yeah she said hell yeah she wants it I'm like oh I'm surprised she's that like excited about it (laughs) and I hear later from you exactly why you are so excited I literally thought that these motherfuckers really wanted to go to this light and magic panel and just wanted to give away their their <laughs> they're like two hundred dollar whatever the fuck the photo op was. Yeah, that was not my proudest moment. <laughs> and I, I felt really bad because like the next day, like I'd gone to the panel, I had like a super great migraine during the whole thing. And then like Ed asks, like, oh, how was the panel? I was like, Oh, it was fine. And then I was like, No, it was so good. <laughs> like I had such a great time. Thank you so much. I felt terrible. I'm like, these people gave me, you know, th- this lovely thing. And I'm just like, Yeah, it was fine. No, it was thank you, Ed. Thank you, Chris Hall. You are magical human beings having to deal with me thinking that you were gonna give me gold. Um, I appreciate you guys. But yeah, um, that wasn't yeah. my proudest moment, but still I was so very thankful that I gotta go into the panel. Cause in the end of the day, I found out information that people don't know. I'm still fucking bummed out that I didn't get a light and magic hat because I saw that Ryan Howard had a mad light and magic hat and I was thinking, they're gonna give us something at this panel, aren't they? Because they just give out things at panels now. And no, I really wanted a light and magic hat. Yeah, so this panel, look, it's a panel about the Industrial Light and Magic documentary that's coming up. It is weird that this was their big panel of the morning and not the panel they did later, which is the Attack of the Clones anniversary. But look, whatever. Star Wars makes all sorts of weird decisions. It was the only panel I was in the Celebration Stage 4. I was going to go to it no matter what. It could have been anything. I would have gone to see it. Uh, That was, again, with a bunch of people that I loved. That was cool. You know? Like, you know, when I'm with, like, Dave Strutt and Kev and just, like, a bunch of, like, and Josh Chapman and just a bunch of people who I like to spend time with, I don't really care what the panel is. I didn't, honestly, at, at this point, I had kind of, I didn't even know what the panel was. I knew it was something to do with ILM. No, no idea. It is, there's a documentary. Uh, but documentary, I gotta say, the panel was effective in that before I had no interest in this documentary, and now I kind of interested in this documentary as in i might turn it on at some point when it's on disney plus it was cool you know um ron howard was there and a bunch of people like from like way back in the day when they were first starting and so we heard some cool stories about how just kind of like like janky and unprofessional it all was in the start and how it seemed like it basically could have fallen apart at any moment and also just hearing the process of of like how some of the different you know like designs were created and 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 how how different things developed it was just fun it was a nice little panel it's getting like weird that this was their major panel of the day but it was enjoyable yeah i would have loved a light and magic hat but (laughs) i i love prequel and i love prequels i love uh documentaries so this was a fun panel to attend just to get like the kind of the backstories and everything it was cool seeing ron howard um it was cool getting a date for him i i'm excited to watch it i mean i love hearing about just you know behind the scenes stuff of like how stuff was made especially like something like star wars that like 
you know, we wouldn't be here talking to each other if it weren't for that yeah. thing. So, in a way, like, light and magic, like, we owe light and magic, so we should watch it. Yeah. And and so then afterwards, a uh, bunch of us went, like, off site to get some lunch. Um, and then, because the Disney night was that night, so a bunch peeled off to, like, go, like, take naps. Um, I went back to the show floor. Um, I will say I caught a, like... Not my best day of the con in terms of, like, I got into my head about some stuff. I was feeling kind of bummed out. Uh, I wandered over to the, um, the, the, what, what are the stage on the show for? The Star Celebration Wars stage? Or... Not the, the Star Wars Live, yeah. the, whatever they were calling that, where they're broadcasting the panels. Um, and the Attack of the Clones panel was ongoing at that point again my, like probably my I mean not my least favorite Star Wars movie but it's definitely up there but it's it's Tem and he's telling stories with with um Daddy Logan they're talking about how like close the relationship was and that was kind of cool like I will listen to Tem talk about anything and there were some other our friends around so I just enjoyed watching that and then um uh, Randy from the Sith List, I saw him and he's like, after the panel ended, he turns to me and goes, is it too early for you to get a scotch? And I thought, it is never too early for me to get a scotch. So we went over to the Hilton Bar and just hung out there for a while. And then he, Eric, Steele and I went over to check out the venue we were going to be doing the Steel Wars show at the next night and just sort of start to get things arranged so that was good. It was good for me to get away from the show for a little bit and, like, c- kind of get out of my head there. And then after that, um, Struthers and I met up with King Tom for dinner. We ended up at IHOP because we were wandering around for a while. And it's like, that place is too fancy for how we are dressed, or that place is too crowded. So let's go all the way back to the place we were at 15 minutes ago that is right next to <laughs> King Tom's hotel room. But then we had IHOP, and then you guys appeared. And then we all ended up at a quiet bar. Like, empty. Quiet bar, and just had a good time when everybody else was at Disney doing Star Wars shit. So let me tell you what I see right now. So um, Carl has just walked in with um, the the box of Frosted Flakes and nothing else. Oh, okay. The, the Frosted Flakes are replaced as his clothing. Yeah. Yeah, so... Is that is like his dick like the toy inside or what are we talking about here? No, the box is still closed because I have not told okay. him yet that that box is worth nothing now. Um, and he does look a little bummed about that, to be honest. It's worth the comedic value. <laughs> it is worth the comedic value. I give you that. So thank you for joining us tonight. <laughs> He's so defeated now. That's for you to choose. But yeah. Yeah, it was it was fun to get, you know, drinks with you, King Tom and Eric and just talk about like life and stuff and just, you know, 
hyping you up and you know get you out of your little you know your little funk so that was that was really fun to do yeah 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 it, yeah, it would have been like I was just kind of yeah I gotten too obsessive about a thing but then everything was fine and I had fun with my friends and we had some drinks and it was just cool to chill I was really glad that everybody had fun at, St- at Star Wars Night and Disney and part of me wishes I had been there for that and like feels a bit like I missed out but also I think it would have not been a great night for me and would have been too much I know I was looking at pictures too and I was thinking shit I should have gone but I don't think it was worth the money um I would have been doing completely opposite things of what everyone else was doing I would have stayed the fuck away from Galaxy's Edge put me on Peter Pan's flight put me in Autopia with Emily anything but (laughs) Galaxy's Edge if you if listeners don't know um, I think that Galaxy's Edge is one of the worst um, areas or parks that a Disney uh, park has done or a different area that Disney's done. Like, I think that the Imagineers could have done better. I think the old experience could have done better. I feel like it's just, you know, it's Star Wars. But I think it's completely ridiculous that we have a land that is from a planet that doesn't technically exist yet. I do have a theory that they're going to try to Push Batuu into Mandalorian or something. I just think it's ridiculous. Like, why not? Like, I love Naboo. Give me fucking Naboo. Give me Tatooine. Like, give me. Here's an idea. Maybe your fucking amusement park doesn't have to be canon. Just make it simple for you guys. Because it's ridiculous that I can't get a picture with Jango Fett because Jango Fett doesn't exist anymore because he got his head cut off. Like, don't give me that shit. Like, I don't care about canon when I'm at Disney. Like, you know, I see Pinocchio and technically Pinocchio's not a puppet anymore. He's a fucking boy. So if just one area of the park is canon, like, why can't all of it be canon, guys? Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah. Anyway, so... Where are we? We're on Saturday? Saturday was the Mandalorian panel that I don't, like, I don't know a single person who had anything for. Like, nobody in Overflow, nobody in the main stage, nobody had shit for Mandalorian. Overflow! Yeah, well, yeah, because you fucking got in line. I was not willing to do that for this show that I don't particularly like anymore. Yeah, let me tell you about my unfortunate experience in the overflow line for this one. So I decided to get into another line because I think that the line that I got into the couple days before um, was an incorrect line. It turns out that both lines both lead you to the show floor. So I run straight to the celebration stage line and they tell us, hey, we're only letting people 50 people in from this standby line and so i'm thinking fuck so i go to the third floor which is the um i forget what stage it was so the bigger stage and they're like sorry like it's capped like we're not letting any more people in then i go to the twin sons floor line and the lady tells me sorry we're capped and for some god forsaken reason like i'm not i love this story i'm not taking no for an answer so I, I stand over there for a little bit and I go back to her. I talk to her and say, let me tell you what happened today. So I've been in line since 745 this morning. I get released into this room, not knowing where anything is. And I make it to this floor 
first off, I didn't tell her this part, but I went up the stairs, but I guess I went up the incorrect stairs because I ended up outside. I had to go back inside and I had to bang on the doors to have one of those production people let me in because like I got locked outside trying to run to this line, which I probably would have made if I didn't, um, if, if I didn't get outside. So I tell her, I'm like, all right, so like, you know, I've been, I've been waiting a long time. You know, I get into this, you know, I I try to get into this sh- celebration line and they tell me no. And then I go upstairs and they tell me no. And then I go here and, you know, I'm told that the line's capped. And she's just like, sorry, like my manager told me that um, that the line's capped. I just tell her, I just look at her. I say, all right, I'm just going to wait here then. <laughs> Which I know. Like, it's some real care and shit, I gotta tell you. It is so bad. Like, even Rusty's like, God damn it, Brittany. You said you wouldn't do this shit here. And um, <laughs> so I made it in. I made it in, yeah. obviously. Um, I'm a terrible human. Like, I'm... So they start... The, the, the standby line starts moving. Me and some dude dressed up like as, as a Jedi or something. No, I think he was Jango Fett comes behind us too so we're just chatting away like because he was like yeah you know I decided to do the same thing as you guys because there's no way that you know that's not enough people to be let in so we get in they hand us another and or poster so that was fun um so I guess moral of the story is dream big you know (laughs) when someone tells you no no but don't do what I did like how was the panel I still feel bad but yeah no it was it was pretty fucking good. We got a lot of information. We got um, Ash Croissant hosted it. Uh, she used to work for Entertainment Tonight, and she covered a lot of Star Wars stuff. And now she's covering Star Wars panels, so it's cool to see Ash. You know, in her element, she was really good. Um, yeah, we got a lot of uh, Mando stuff. Um, they just talked about, like, the first couple seasons. They brought the stunt doubles in, which I thought was really cool. Because, like, I mean, they are technically the Mandalorian, too. So it was really good that they got their own platform to talk about what they do. Talk about, like, how they are the Mandalorian, too, which I thought was, like, super cool. We see more sneak peeks to the Mandalorian, season three. We get, like, a longer one than what they showed us a couple days ago. Um, so that was fun. Um, I would have liked a poster or something, but... I'm um, just being greedy. But yeah, no, it was really good. Yeah. Um, so I kind of just like went in later that morning and uh, walked the show floor for a while with a friend. And that was super nice. We had a good time. Um, I didn't really do much else that day except... I almost have a panic attack trying to meet up with you when we were going to go back to the Airbnb and God bless Carlos for coming and rescuing me. It was just like, it was this weird, like, first of all, like one of my, um, like phobias is being lost. Like, it's just like, a, like, I can't, I can't deal with it. And like my phone was dying and my brain at that point was done. Like mm-hmm. the fucking, the Steel Wars show was that night. I was super stressed about that. There was just a lot of other shit happening, and like I can't, I'm, I'm, I can't do it. So, but you rescued me. I went back to the Airbnb, took a nap, 
And then we had the Steel Wars show. Did you do anything else that day? Like, did you go to any panels or anything else? No, I didn't care anymore, if that's what you're wondering. I <laughs> I calmed the fuck down after that, so I didn't do anything else. Just hung out. Um, I'm not sure if we got lunch anywhere that day, because we had Rusty with us. Rusty had to work, and he had to pick him up from the train station the night before. He took us to a Disney buffet. We ate a lot of food. And then I forgot what we did, what else we did that day, but... Um, yeah, no, we just hung out, got back to the room. We we napped too, or we tried to nap, but I was, you know, getting ready for the big event. The... Yeah, yeah. Really what happened is I, I slept for about 20 minutes because as soon as we got back to the Airbnb, I had a text from Steele being like, hey, are you coming over to the site with us? And I'm like, well, fuck. <laughs> so so I went over to, to early to, like, to see if he needed help setting up and helped like put out his shirts and all that kind of thing. Um, and then we had the, the, the show and steel did his thing. Uh, fucking it's all, I mean, I say it's always, I've only been to celebrations, but it is a definite highlight for me. It's always just fun to see steel up doing his thing and pulling up all like people that we love and they're talking about their show and then we do the erotic fan fiction. Um, this year's was the called the Spider's Touch. It features Obi Wan Kenobi and a spider-legged Darth Maul. I won't get into too many spoilers because I know he's going to put the show up for his Patreon eventually. Um, it, it was quite good. I had been very nervous getting up to it. I mean, for a lot of reasons, also because I know that <laughs> until the last minute, he did not have a cast, which stressed me out immensely. Um, I wasn't quite as bad as I was in Chicago in terms of nerves, but I was pretty nervous. But Oh, do you want me to tell you how nervous you were? So, um, I go up to Emily, like, mid-show. Oh. <laughs> Mid-fucking-show. Because, you know, Carlos and I, you know, during as the show's going on, we're like, we're just kind of dicking around. I kind of whisper to him, I'm like, hey, uh, how do you feel about doing a Ajax Citizen uh, Naboo? So, I literally, like, type out, like, a whole Naboo for him. And he's like, yeah, this is good. And I just, I go up to Emily, and I'm like, Hey, uh, what are the chances of a uh, Naboo happening right now? Emily just looks at me. She's like, "We are in the middle of the show. Why didn't you tell me this sooner?" And I was like, "I don't know." I was thinking in my head because I wrote this five minutes ago. So I text Eric, and then Eric's like, uh, "Just try to fake that you're having a heart attack or something." And I'm just like, <laughs> literally preparing to act like I'm dying. And thank God, like, he texts Steel, and then Steel's like, oh, we have a Naboo. And then Naboo hit perfectly. I'm not going to say what how it went, because I don't know. Yeah, people will hear that, so. I will say, like, I like I, I, I was a little bit short with you when you came up to me. Part, part of that is uh, I have dealt with pre-show Steel, and Steel Saunders, look, he knows this very well. He is one of my very favorite people not only in the community, but in the world. I owe him a ton. 
great guy, loved to death. Dealing with pre-show steel is not fun. And so when the show started, he look, he's very focused. And so when the show is going on, and you come up to me being like, hey, can we interrupt it? I'm like, well, my thought was, you can do whatever the fuck you want. But... I I want no part of this. And Eric, you know, text Eric it was a good idea because you know he's actually on stage and has a mic and everything. But it was very funny and it went very well. But I was not gonna touch that one with a fucking ten foot pole. I know. Well, funny enough, I had written him a note because I had I had, you know tried to talk to the bartender, be like, hey, can I have a pen? And then a poor woman, like it was like her like first night working at a bar. Yeah. And, and deal with us. They should, they should have had two bartenders. It was ridiculous. So I run over, grab a pen, write down, is it too late for a Naboo? Put it on Eric's laptop. He And then I bring, I think I bring like a water for him too. He doesn't notice it. So then I text him. And then like, I'm still amazed that this happened because I'm sitting here because I'm just like, God, I hope this happens. Because it's like, you know, I, I love the chaos of Naboo. And the fact that like I kind of got like my own Naboo in, like I was proud of myself. So... The crowd goes wild. I'm happy. Steel's happy. Carlos is... He probably had fun, but I'm fucking proud. I was so proud of that Naboo. No, it was very, very good. Thank uh, you. Listen to Steel's show to hear it. It's fucking phenomenal. Again, not going to spoil it here. Yeah, so the um, the fanfic, we got uh, King Tom and, and um, Dom from... The Star Wars Underworld reading it. Uh, Randy again. God God bless his soul. He is a trooper. He was doing the narration again. This time he was smart enough to ask for a copy of it beforehand so he could be prepared. Um, I think I think it went well. Um, it I will be honest, it is not like I think I think the one in Chicago went a little better. Uh there's a couple like lines here and there that I thought would get a laugh that didn't. I'm a little just disappointed, but that is just me, you know. Like it's hard when it's something that you wrote. Uh, but I think it still it still went really well, and I think people liked it. And then uh, we had talked before uh, in our last couple episodes that Chris Hall from Scruffy Looking Podcasters and from being mentioned on our podcast many many times had done artwork for it that was done like old school romance cover. He got prints of it made. It was fucking phenomenal. We sold him after the show to raise money for the Amadala Initiative, which is all going directly to uh, Quality Texas. And people showed the fuck up. Our, the, the people that Steel gets at his shows are incredibly kind and generous and... Uh, we made like $930 off poster sales and we were selling them for 10 bucks a piece. I will tell you, we did not sell 93 posters. We did have people just handing me money saying they didn't want change. Uh, it was, it was super fucking cool. It, it felt very good to be able to make that donation, which I did like that night. Cause I'm like, I got, I got to do this right now. Cause I can't, I can't. And then the rest of the, like the rest of the con, I'm like, I have nine hundred and thirty dollars in cash sitting in my backpack. I'm not comfortable with that. It was a very strange experience when people were like asking me to sign a poster. I'm like, I don't. I think 
Chris and I were both just feeling extremely awkward because that is not our thing. And I felt very strange doing it. But the party was good. Uh, again, Steel's, Steel's crowd is always awesome. Um, like People were just coming up to me. They were talking about like Canto Bite, like saying super cool stuff. Um, shout out to Sean Hoffman, who, uh, I mean, not only said some very nice things to me uh, and, and gave generously for the notion he uh had us he had everybody like sign a a copy of the poster to send to our very good friend Hawes from Blue Harvest who could not be at the show um or at the con at all and he had he had like gotten him an autograph from Tamara Morrison I mean if you if you don't know Hawes is like the biggest fucking Boba Fett fan and he just like sent him a whole package of amazing stuff and that's just like that's the kind of people we know we know awesome people who do good things yeah, it was so cool seeing Sean and talking to him. And I still think of his, like, super fucking cool, vibrant Hawaiian shirt. And funny enough, um, I had ran into him after Obi-Wan. And we were just – he just came up to me. He's like, Brittany, what do you think? And I was just like, I don't know. What do you think? And he's just like, I don't know. And it was just it was just so cool to just be able to, like, have those conversations with people. Like, just walking up to someone just being like, hey, man, like, what did you think? Like, I just love that so much. And then just being able to talk to him and a bunch of, like, other people at Steel Show, too. Like, I always love those events. Like, even though, like, I say a lot that I'm an extroverted introvert because, like, I, I love crowds but on my terms. So sometimes, like, you know, it's a mixed bag. So I... I don't know. I had a really good time. I had a really good time talking with everyone and being able to hang out with everyone, you know, because you always hype up these events. You know, I did for like because thinking how well Chicago went. And also, like, that was how I found Emily was listening to yeah. Orlando and listening to her fan fiction. So I just think it's like always so full circle. It's one of those like out of body experiences because it's like. I am sitting here witnessing the thing that kind of helped all of this, you know, right now happen. So it was really cool. It was really cool seeing everyone. The show was great. The erotic fan fiction was really good. It was really surprising. I still have a script. I still need to read it through just so I can like laugh again at the things that I really loved. But you did, you did such a good job. I don't think you got told oh, that enough. You. No. Yeah. <laughs> No, like I, yeah, I, I just, yeah, there's, there's some stuff I would change, but I think, I think overall it was good. And, oh, I finally got to meet Sal Paragas in person. Oh, I love that man. He's the coolest dude. I fucking love him. And I'm just so happy he was there. Cause I'm like, he was like one of the people I definitely wanted to meet at this con. Cause he wasn't at Chicago. You know, I've done his podcast several times. He's just, you know, he's so fucking cool. I know I remember like the day after like I ran into Axel and I was like hey Axel he kind of looks at me like hi I take up my mask of like does this ring any bells and he's like yeah <laughs> again it's your dad's friends what are you gonna do I, I just I love Axel to pieces though like Axel is like I have never had so much fun podcasting as I have had with with Sal and Axel like they are just a wonderful and wholesome group of people. The whole Paralysis family are just... Yeah, check out the Rogue Rebels podcast if you haven't. <sighs> it's it's so good. And just the whole family. Like, you know, Liz, Lizzie, Sal, Axel. Like, they are just 
the most wholesome, kindest people I've ever met in my life. Like they are genuinely good people. And I can't say that enough. And I will never stop saying it because every time I see them, every time like I talk with them, like they're just like outstanding people. That's just so hard to find these days, like an outstanding like family group, like not even the Brady Bunch could ever, you know? <laughs> Much less annoying than the Brady Bunch too. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know if they all sang. I mean, like, I know that they dress up and do cosplay. So they're like the cosplaying bunch. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So day four was Bad Batch. Were you able to go to Bad Batch? Okay. Here's the thing. I could have gone to Bad Batch. Instead, what I did was I was over at the Scroffy's compound because uh so kev from scoffy lean podcasters is like a huge like lifelong fan of um of forest which is a well i guess well i will say soccer team i know it should be football but we're americans let's call it like it is and they this was the game that would decide whether or not they got promoted into the premier league a thing i only know is important because of tab lasso but they had been they they you know they were relegated 23 years ago which is much longer than the what, one season turnaround it took for for Ted Lasso's team to get back but anyway he, this is a guy who goes to every single game home or away he decided you know like i think there were there there was like an actual decision of does he come to celebration or does he go see this game I'm glad he decided to come to celebration and I'm glad I was there to witness the game and I am very very glad that Forrest won because it would have been I, I I am genuinely excited for him also it would have been really fucking depressed if they had lost but they won they're getting promoted he was excited it was there there's a video up of it uh that's gone around I gotta I gotta find a copy and put it up herself because it is hilarious and sweet and he I've never seen anybody more excited over sports and it was so fun to be there to watch that happen so are you a soccer fan now I've never disliked it like I I it is probably the sport I am most content to have on tv I don't I don't particularly like watching sports uh, partially because I am stressed out about enough things I don't need to also have a team that could lose that would potentially make me very sad. I like soccer in that I can watch soccer and find it interesting, but don't like particularly care about the results, which is the perfect kind of thing for me. Like I, I, will, I love watching the World Cup. I'll do that. Like I'll always do the World Cup. I'll watch as much of that as I can. I watched a lot, like during you know the Olympics and stuff. Other than that, I I don't want a team. I don't want anything that I put my faith in that can devastate me. No, I I got enough of that in life. Yeah, I love the Olympics because it's temporary, and like I feel like sports are forever. Like football and like basketball and baseball. Like I've decided that like I can't watch baseball because like teams lose all the time and like it just happens. Like there's never a time when a team just like wins all the time, but like football's different because like it just I don't know. And like Carlos is a passionate fan of both football and um basketball or baseball. So 
feel like sometimes it's like, okay, I'm invested, but then like I get petty sometimes and like I'm invested in like the other team. No, I'm kidding. Um, I mostly like um, like the Packers, except for um, Aaron Rodgers, who is um, in his own little world. Yeah. Yeah. And I had hope for him because, you know, his brother was on The Bachelorette and like he was doing this like sob story of being like, you know, we used to be close with Aaron, but Aaron kind of ditched us and we're sad now. And then I'm just like, don't throw that narrative. And then find out that like Aaron's fucking nutty too. I'm thinking the whole Rogers family, like fucking nuts. But well, I'm glad that you enjoyed soccer. Um, I had yeah. I had IHOP and I decided at 10:40 that I wanted to try to get into the Bad Batch panel. So I run. I don't know if I tell you this, Emily, but I like to run. So I ran in a dress from the IHOP. Um, this is the IHOP a little further down, um, not the one like directly in front because there's a bunch of no. Yeah. Oh, sorry, we were at Denny's. So I run oh, from okay. the Denny's to celebrate to the celebration stage, sneaking through the doors because they left the doors open, and I run into fucking Dom from the Swoo. I keep running into Dom like every single time I would be somewhere. I'd be like, "Oh hey Dom," I, I run into Dom. I'm like, "Oh hey," he's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I just walked through the door over here. What's up?" And Cause I had texted Carlos that morning and I was like, you know what? I need a, I need a day to myself. Like, <laughs> no, I'm like, I need to chill. Like this yeah. has been a lot, you know, emotionally, mentally, like I'm going to go to this panel. Like you can come if you want, but like, I'm just going to chill. And like him and Rusty came, which was cool. But yeah, it was like really our chill day. You know, we chilled, walked around the floor, found out there's something we wanted to buy, ran into some friends. And then we decided that we wanted to go to the closing ceremony. And the closing ceremony is fun. I always, I always get little like you know touchy feely. Like I, I love that kind of stuff. You know, like you know, just like feelings, emotions, everything. Like touches my heart. So then they bring out you know another thing that touches my heart. You know, Rupert Friend, and it's, it's lovely seeing that man. It always is. I had seen him a couple days previously because he was getting on one of them uh, golf carts to like go on the celebration stage, and I'm like, ooh, great. But um, he comes on stage to announce that celebrations coming back in april in london yeah so um i'm going to london (laughs) we had very different reactions to this announcement so like i had after the like after the after the game like because the scruffies were leaving that night to go to maine to hang out with ed um and then see jimmy and so, like, they had been packing up, and then we did the show floor, and I was just walking around with them. And, you know, we're just, like, buying stuff. That's always fun to watch. Uh, Chris and Kev were on the hunt for vintage figures. Uh, I got, uh, Kev bought me a fucking Burger King glass that has Tarkin on it, and that was exciting. Oh, that's so um, nice. Yeah, and then we sort of ended up with another crowd with, like, King Tom and a bunch of other people kind of across from the the Star Wars uh, show live thing again where they're just like broadcasting the panel and we're just sitting there like we're just chatting 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 and then the announcement for London comes up and Chris and Kev and, and some other people are immediately ecstatic and uh, like Christine and I are both just standing there fucking devastated 
so that was that was a fun little that was a fun little thing i am i'm feeling slightly better about it now um april's a little bit soon i wish it were next fall i'd be feeling i'd be much better about that then uh but i'm gonna try go to london and then then i had to say goodbye to my friends because they had to go to the airport and I'm like, I am going to say goodbye to my friends. And then I'm just going to go back to our Airbnb. And I'm going to be sad and cry and eat some Popeyes. And so that's that's what I... And then I was in bed at like 1030. I'm like, fuck this shit. Oh, that's a dream, though. Like, that inspired me. Like, I think, like, last Monday, I think I got Popeyes. Because I was like, Emily mentioned Popeyes. And I keep thinking oh, I about... I love Popeyes. I keep thinking about that chicken sandwich. But... Um. yeah it was so hard to say goodbye to everyone and you should have seen Carlos's face when he saw my face when it was announced it was a London because I'm thinking oh fuck we're going to London he's thinking oh fuck we're going to London like <laughs> and he I swear to god he kept just being like I gotta see the numbers I gotta see the numbers and then we were in the car I think it was like on Monday he looks at me he's like we're not talking about this until I get the numbers. <laughs> and then we got the numbers and we're going. I'm so excited. <laughs> I've never been. I've never been outside of the United States, you know, other than Mexico a couple times. I'm so excited to travel. Um, I'm so excited that we have friends that live there that can tell me what to do. My uncle used to live there too. So he's given me some cool tips. Um, I found out what the tube is. Um, I'm so excited about that. I can't wait to be in the tube. Um, the only tube I know is the YouTube, so I can't wait to be in other tubes. Um, can't wait to use my passport. I haven't been able to use that yet. Um, I can't wait to see my friends again in less than a year. I hope to see you again in less than a year. Um, I, I'm just so excited. I, I think it's going to be such a fun time. Um, I don't know. I've, I, I think that's where Celebration 2016 was, correct? Yes. Okay. Well, I'm familiar with the layout, so it should be fun. Funny enough, I think that was like the celebration I was like watching and being like, "Oh man, one of these days I'm gonna go." And then here I am going. So that's the one fucking Ben Mendelsohn came out at in his full uniform with like the fucking trooper honor guard. Still not over it. Yeah, and then, yeah, so then Monday it was more goodbyes, and uh, Mark and I weren't flying out. We were both flying out Tuesday, so we had a hotel together that night, like right by the airport, and so we were just hanging out at the Australian's Airbnb. That was nice, getting to spend some more time with Chappie and Catherine and Turbo was and, Matt there? Yeah. Or yes. did Matt leave? Oh yeah. Dude, Matt Matt was still there. Matt Matt that he's an interesting man. Isn't he just? <laughs> <laughs> he is from the so this is Matt from the Three Men and a Baby Yoda podcast. Hilarious dude. He did at one point like so uh Turbo and I Turbo needed to get like American candy for his kids. So we had gone to a gas station and when we were coming back, we see Matt getting into a, an Uber and we're like, what the, where the fuck is that dude's going? He was going to the Marriott to meet up with a guy 
to buy some of the Funko Baby Yoda sparkly <gasps> exclusives. Huh. He's a real wheeler and dealer, that guy. It made me laugh. That's amazing. That's like Mike Pappas shit. <laughs> he is he is very he is the Australian Pappas. So wait, American candy? Like what is considered American candy? Like regular old Kit Kats and like some M and M's? No, like like stuff they couldn't they can't get over there. More like the uh you like sour straws or different like i think maybe there were like some variations of starburst or skittles that they can't they don't have over there that's interesting i mean stuff that is very much not exciting to me but not you know not like snickers but you know like cookie various gummy things and stuff shit do they have cookies and cream hershey's there because those are the best hershey's i don't know if they have those there we'll have to get an answer on that from our australian friends yeah, cap. Man, I haven't I haven't had one of those in a long time. I used to really like those. Um, I still can't get over that. Matt is the Australian Mike Pappas. I would have never guessed. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. No, like everything, I like uh, uh, all the stories that I've heard of him all bear that out. Because uh, uh, listen to these scruffy looking podcasters' recap of celebration. Which is much less rambly and weird than ours. Like they're actually coherent, because Chris can tell a fucking story, unlike me. Um, but they have they have they have some adventures with him that I'm just like, no, he's he's definitely Pappas like. Yeah, and you know, plus the scruffy looking podcasters, like you know, they have celebrity artist Chris Hall mm-hmm. on your favorite celebrity, my favorite celebrity, and I mean, like, look at like. There's so many celebrities at Star Wars Celebration. Like, we had Tamora. Ewan was there. Fucking Hayden Christensen was there. John Williams and Harrison Ford. But my favorite celebrity encounter was with Chris Hall. Because Chris Hall is just a class act human who, you know, has so many talents. And he podcasts like us. Like, stars. They're just like us. Like, it's just insane to me just how someone can be just like so wonderful and i don't know like i every encounter i have with chris hall with the scruffies with you know all of our friends that we hung out with it just makes me like so sad that like i'm back here in this one bed one bath apartment and i'm just like i'm here i'm here you know just carlos and i like we're just we're just here and i'm thinking like you know, I wish I could give Emily a call and be like, hey, meet us at the bar, meet us at the Grand Californian. Yeah. We'll be over here, you know, it just, it just, I miss everyone. And it's, it's hard to get back to reality, especially when you have like piles and piles of shit to do at work and other stuff, you know, family stuff. It just, it makes me miss those who, you know, are here, you know, our friends, you know, just, I don't know. Yeah. But I'm excited because, you know, we're going to see each other again soon. And, you know, we have many different platforms where we can get together. We can talk about, you know, just Star Wars or things that we actually like or, you know, just what's going on with us. So, yeah, I got to say, I mean, I, I really needed celebration this year, Um, obviously. Uh, there's some stuff that I've talked about on the podcast recently and being around a bunch of people who I know 
for some reason genuinely like love me and care about me and aren't um you know emotionally manipulative slash abusive cheating sociopaths that's that was good and um like getting getting to meet uh christine and chris i i feel like i'm so mad i don't have a picture which is the two of them because uh, I'm really bad at taking pictures, like I just don't think about it, and now I'm really regretful of that because that was incredible, um, and just like so many people who just accept me for me, and are my friends and care about me. Um, <laughs> yeah, there there might have been an occasion or two where somebody inadvertently asked me if I had heard recently from uh emotionally abusive sociopath x but it was an accident <laughs> you know i don't blame anybody for that and i was at the point where i could just kind of be like nah and and move on and not have a meltdown over it um and i and look, look i'm not i'm not like good like i'm not like fixed my my head is still pretty messed up and is probably to be honest gonna be messed up for a while on and off but I am I'm I'm not where I was two months ago and I'm not even where I was at like three weeks ago because I was just had this awesome experience with all these like great cool people and I could be like oh yeah good people exist and I know them and they like me and they're friends with me and that's fucking incredible and I can't I don't think I even knew how much I needed it or rather even if I knew how much I like needed something I didn't I didn't realize like quite how uplifting and incredible it was going to be but it put me in a in a very different headspace and I'm just like I'm feeling a lot better and so thank you thank you to everybody who is my friend uh, thank you to everybody who like asked how I was doing, but also just like hung out with me and was, you know, like regular fun pool Star Wars person because that was that was great. And I'm I miss people so badly and I hate that all of these people who I love and adore are so far away from me. Like I just think like like Christine is too far away because Texas is far away and fucking Australia is too far away and England is definitely too far away oh California could just fuck it no I'm just kidding um, <laughs> yeah god we all need to like visit each other you know this needs to be like sisterhood of the traveling pants when like I don't know like maybe like instead of pants it could be like a like a shoe or like what's something that's like that everyone could I don't know like a pencil like I don't know like just something that like we can all have, and then maybe we can all, like, meet up, like, you know, like, do, like, a road trip, you know, the road trip to Texas, or, like, a, a road trip to London, or, I don't know, like, just a, a road trip. <laughs> maybe not a, maybe not a road trip. Yeah, because there's no road in the sea, but, <laughs> yeah, I know, I was, I was talking to a lot of people, I was actually talking to Mark about this, how I feel like the last celebration I went to in Chicago, like, I feel like I was, like, really, like, a shell of myself, because it's, like, I don't know, I just graduated college, you know, I wasn't really happy with, like, how I looked or, like, how I was doing, like, outside and inside, so, like, I kind of felt like 
I that wasn't the person who I was who I mm-hmm. thought I was like I was just like I felt like I was just like extra like I would get extra agitated with things or like I just I felt that wasn't me and I feel like this celebration like gave me the opportunity to like actually like introduce myself to like my friends and be like hey this is me and like I was so happy that I was the me that I've always been like deep down I got to express that all to like all my friends because like I was genuinely happy you know like being at downtown Disney, showing everyone all my favorite Disney things, showing them that the Rainforest Cafe turned into a Star Wars store and how the movie theater and Earl's Sandwich was destroyed and now is going to be like some weird park or something because Disney keeps not deciding whether or not they want to keep things at downtown Disney. Um, but I I just really enjoyed like being with my friends and like just being happy and being with my friends and you know, I keep going back to those times and I'm just like, God, like, I I really wish that I, you always wish that you could appreciate it more when it wasn't there or Mm would like when, you know, when I'm sitting at work and I'm thinking, you know, remember the time when I was having a drink with Emily and she was looking about how cool my nails looked like, I just wish I can go back to that moment like so much. And I don't know. Like, it's sad. Like, I'm as much fun as I had. I'm so sad that it's over because, like, I actually got to, like, experience it this time. Like, I was, like, really happy with, like, most of my experiences and everything and all the people I got to hang out with, all the different things we did, the erotic fan fictions we listened to, you know, the finding out that my friends are in Star Wars. Like, it's just, like, so much fun. And I'm so excited for the next convention to do it over again. I'm so sad that only a handful of us are going to D23. But also, if you're listening, if you're going to D23, like, let me know. Like, I want to hang out with you. Let's go get Dole Whip. Let's go have some fucking fun finding out that they're doing a live action Pinocchio. You know, like, I'm so down for that shit. So let me know. Tom Hanks. Emily, your favorite actor, Tom Hanks, is in a live-action version of Pinocchio. And this isn't the first live-action Pinocchio they've done. They've done a lot of Pinocchios. But, like, this one's supposed to be... I don't even know. But they they changed Disney Plus Day to September so that it, it correlates with Disney Plus... To D23. Like, it's crazy how they're just changing things. Like, do you think we'll get more hats? Like, I, I just want more hats, Emily. Like, is that too hard to ask for? I'm going to find you an ILM hat. No, it's it's a light and magic. No, and, but still, yeah, I, I just I really want fucking hats. Like, screw the posters. Give me hats. They give us. Do you even wear hats? Yeah, when I run. I don't know if you knew okay. this, but I run on my work breaks. Oh, do you? Yeah, I do. Um, yeah, I, I run. You know, I, I try to run because, I mean, the, the only time of day when I feel like I have the energy to do it. So I just do it, you know, because I don't think I've talked about that a lot on the podcast. That I, I run, you know, so I just thought I would mention it again. Huh, I never knew that about you. But yeah, no. When I run, I like to wear hats because I'm very pale and I get burnt easily. So the hat protects me for when I run so that when I run, I don't get sunburned because I don't like to get sunburned when I run. Or anytime, really. Yeah, no, but especially when I run, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that covers our fun celebration time i feel like we should just discuss episode three of kenobi next week because we've already been going for about two hours now so yeah i mean an hour and 40 minutes but yeah sure it feels like two hours yeah but i mean um yeah because i really have to pee 
So I don't know okay. if I could if I could hold in my, all of the feelings I have about episode three, which yeah, uh, uh, it's spoiler. It's going to be an interesting episode to talk about because I fucking hated it. Oh my god, I can't wait. Yeah, because I I know that you probably did. So I it it is one of my least favorite live action Star Wars things we've gotten so far. Oh my god, I can't wait to have this conversation with you next week. Wow, <laughs> like that is some great sizzle, Emily. Like still Saunders would be proud. <laughs> And the fact that we have to wait a week for this, insane. Mm. We'll see. We'll see if the next episode wins me back. It probably won't. But, Emily, (laughs) we did it. We covered Celebration. We're back. We're recording again. Like, just, it's amazing just what two gals could do. We recorded a whole one episode in a row. Super proud of us. God. Like, our streak is just so good. I mean, like, just fucking Celebration. Watching... Josh Chapman, like, with his little recorder, pulling everybody aside after panels or before panels every day, putting shit out there. God bless that man. I wish I would have seen him. I feel like we, like, it was like a misconnection. Like, I feel like I missed him every time that he had that recorder out. It was good, but you got your hat. Dude, I love that beanie. One of my favorite pictures I took a celebration was in that beautiful beanie. I think that's his best work yet. It's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, it matches your glasses, too. Oh, yeah. Even better. There we go. Brittany, do you have anything else to add? No. Well, see y'all in London. Tell me all the London things to do and eat, where to be, where not to be. Um, I just need to know London so that when I go, I'm not, like, a terrible tourist. And, like, I I don't, like, because tourists are, you know, tourists are tourists. So, oh, you know, yeah. just help me help you. <laughs> okay. Other than that, uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CandabyPod. Rate and review us wherever you listen to it. Uh, if you had fun celebration stories that we fucked up or that you want to tell us or if you have some thoughts on Kenobi email us and we wait look we might read it on air who knows we have a bad track record of that but we try uh next week we'll talk about episodes three and four of Kenobi until then bye bye Ghetto bitch number one doing it fulcrum style Check it out. Listen up, y'all, cause this is it. Fuck all the rest, be a canto bitch. Brittany the Jinj and Emily Lind. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, canto bitch number one.
and Emily's dead, straight putting it down. Every week my girls be getting it done. I should know I've been down since day one.